What's up, dude? Corey, we back, bro. Dude, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. But there's been many there are many reasons why it's been a long time. Number one, obviously, everybody knows Hurricane Ida done come through and wrecked all of our shit. Sure, sure. And, and you know, really, it would be like, oh, or, yeah, look, they back. We, we like sitting outside of my back patio doing a podcast. You can hear the airplane in the background uh, no. flying over. Well, the weather's so pretty right now, so I figured, why the hell not? It's so, beautiful. Uh, yeah, we apologize for the airplane noise, but yeah, I don't it's know. it's just like, man, let's get back on a podcast. And it's been so long. It's been eight weeks, nine weeks, I think, since it's been a long time. One. Uh, because we're exactly two months since the hurricane, and, and it was about a week before that that we did one. So uh, glad yeah. to be back. Yeah, so everybody that follows me knows that, you know, we kind of lost our house during the hurricane, along with all of my equipment and everything else, and it's just been a whole shit show. So we're back at it. We got some new stuff, and I was like, man, I've been itching to get back in the podcast scene, and hey, here we are. So we cracked open a couple beers. Corey cooked some burgers. Uh, Nicole cooked some fries. And now we're ready to chit-chat. Back patio podcasting. Yeah, beautiful buddy. Beautiful weather. Yeah, uh, and the lovely lady Lonnie is in, uh, in, the, in the house, too, hanging out outside with us. But he didn't want to be on the mic, so he's just going to kind of hang out a yeah, little bit. Lady Lonnie actually identifies as a man. Yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting, but, you know, we still love him. But anyway, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about our hurricane experience just because I know everybody's kind of curious, and those that are following me probably know the whole story, but wanted to touch on it just a little bit, just to kind of fill you in on yeah. what's going on, what took place. So if you're not from here, we had a hurricane come through our town Yeah, about two months ago. Yeah, and it was quite the doozy. Yes, Ida, was. Ida was a little biatch, if, if, if you will. That biatch. Yeah, so Category 4 with some arguments that it was definitely a Category 5. Uh, with sustained winds well over 150 miles an hour, especially down in Port Fouchon. But, hey, it's it's neither here nor there. Who's counting? Yeah. But we weren't so fortunate for this hurricane. This is the first hurricane that's really done a doozy on our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the worst hurricane that we've been a part of has been Katrina. But we were super fortunate here in St. Charles Parish that we didn't really get hit directly by Katrina. So we just had our fence knocked down, shingles missing, you know, we got a new roof out of the deal, but nothing that I'm really yeah. going to complain about. I had really, really minor damage. I don't even know if I, I don't even think I made an insurance claim. It was so minor. Yeah. Well, this time we weren't so fortunate. We took a direct hit here in St. Charles and it was hours upon hours upon hours of just a beating. And there's not a whole lot of structures around here that are going to withstand that type of a beating. My house being one of them. Yeah. It was hours. I watched it firsthand. <laughs> yeah. So... It ripped off quite a few sheets of sheet, uh, plywood from the back of my roof. Yep. And I had the hurricane in my own living room. Yep. Through Ashland's room, down the hallway. So it knocked out all my ceilings. It was just a it was just a mess. I saw all that firsthand too. Yeah, so the house is uh basically a complete loss. Well, not really a complete loss. I mean all the walls are still there. <laughs> you still have a concrete. Yeah. All the bricks and, and bricks. everything is still there. Yeah. But uh, it's all down to the studs. We finally got us a new roof. Everything's gutted. Stop exaggerating. You yeah, still got concrete and bricks. Such an attention whore. What's wrong <laughs> with me? Yeah, so anyway, it, it was an interesting thing because typically we don't evacuate for hurricanes. And, Corey, you stayed for the hurricane. Yeah, so dumb. Yeah, that was so dumb. And and I was actually planning on staying with you. We weren't. We didn't have any plans to leave. And probably the last hour or so on that Friday evening, 
Nicole was like, we need to leave. And I was like, I don't know. Corey's staying. We might just want to go. She said, nope, pack your shit. We're getting out of here. So, of course, you know, we got to listen to Mama. Packed up our stuff, and we headed over to Texas. Uh, Nicole's one of her good friends lives out there, and they were super nice to have us over there and our dog and everything. So we went out there. They only had to deal with y'all for a week. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. No big deal, right? <laughs> uh, so we out there. You stayed. Yeah. The hurricane passes, and that's when y'all gave us the bad news. And boy, that was a that was yeah. a tough day. Yeah. To yep. get that phone call, and well, actually, you didn't even call me at the time because you were so upset about my house. You wound up just texting me. Yeah. Well, you know, so there was a really virtually no phone signal at all. I would have to go, you know, yeah, go in a certain spot in the parish, and like one bar of three G would come in, and I could. You know, sent out a text. Calls were dropping instantly. Couldn't really, even texts were barely going through, um, and only in certain spots because all the cell towers were down. So, you know, I could text you, and I, I, I couldn't call you. I didn't didn't want to call you after what I saw because I went, you know, that night once the hurricane passed through about eleven eleven thirty that night. I set up my generators, plugged them in. And I went walking and do some assessment on all our friends and neighbors' houses. And I couldn't get to yours until the next day. And I actually had to cut my way to your house because it was not even accessible. And you don't live that far. So I brought my chainsaw with me in the truck, cut my way through streets to get to your house to see what I saw. And it was it was just, I mean, devastation, really. Yeah. And it hurt me. Especially when I got to Ashland's room, you know, I, I mean, I broke down when I got there because I was just thinking about, you know, Ashland and Emmy are good friends, and I'm in her room, and the whole ceiling is on the her bed and the floor, and I'm looking up, and I see trees and sky from the inside of her room, and that sky, just <laughs> skylight for life. Oh man, that that hit that hit me. So you know, and I had brought some old tarps that I had in my in my garage over there. And um, that was one thing that I, I made sure I did the first day, climbed up on your roof and, and covered Ashland's bedroom because I said, I can't have that baby come home and look up and see trees right. from inside of her room. Yeah. So that day, uh, I knew you were going to look at the house. Yep. We were actually gonna, we were still in Texas. We were going to go run some errands. I think we were going to Lowe's and Home Depot that day. That's when I was starting my whole Kuyon crew um, you know, whenever all the, getting all the Ida donations and everything. So I think that was the first day we were going to, to Lowe's and Home Depot, but we needed gas. So we stopped at the Shell yep. station and I know I had heard from you. I was like, what's the deal? What's the deal? And it's like radio silence. I don't hear from you. So I'm like, crap. Cause I couldn't get any yeah. messages coming through. So of course I was a little anxious, you know, but I'm thinking that everything's going to be okay because, you know, initially when you looked at the outside of the house, everything looks fine. The outside looked okay. From the um, front. From the front. Yeah. But obviously you couldn't get to the back. I go out and I'm pumping gas at this random shell station in Texas. And boy, this is sending some weird feelings through my body. Is the I, I haven't I haven't yet told this story without crying. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try not to tear yeah. up a little bit this time, but sitting at a random shell station in the middle of Texas, and then you text me and said some uh, pretty interesting things. Uh, and matter of fact, I think you uh, dropped the f bomb a couple of times. You're like, I'm sorry, but this is just this is how it is. And you know, my heart sunk. Um, I felt like my my breathing got shallow. I just didn't know what to think. Like, like is this this can't be real? Like this, there's no way. Why why is everybody else's house fine and there's no? You, you, 
this has to be like a sick joke. Mm-hmm. But I knew you weren't joking. There's no way you would do that to me. So I, I sit down in the truck and Nicole's like, what's the deal? What's going on? So I hand her the phone and I let her read it. And I just remember like putting my head back and just, I just lost it. Ashlyn didn't know what was going on. She just knew that we found out about the house and here it is. She's watching her mom and her dad crying and she started crying and it, it was it's probably at that moment one of the, the hardest things that I've ever had to deal with, mostly because, you know, you, you, you as parents, you're supposed to be the, the, the strong ones in yeah. the family and you got to be strong for everybody. And this is going to be a tough thing that we're going to have to go through. But, man, there's just so many emotions and what are we going to do? And we're stuck in Texas and we don't have a place to go home. I mean, just a million yeah. things go through your head that you just can't imagine until you get in that predicament. You know, I had I delivered that news to you. I had to deliver similar similar news to Brenna's parents who weren't home. They evacuated too. We had to go, you know, check out their house and right it was bad, you know, to to have to tell people, you know, people everybody wanted to know the condition. Uh, so I mean I had people blowing me up all night long. Can you go check on my house and go check on my house and go and check and giving them news, whether it was good or bad and you know, it, it was more good, um, I guess let me not say good, optimistic, like, hey, right. you know, yeah, you got a little bit of damage, but there's nothing, not, not too, nothing you can't handle to your house and, and my in-laws house and having delivered those, that news where, you know, th- there's water inside your house yeah. because your roof got blown off right? kind of deal. Um, and it was rough, you know, I mean, look, it was, it was midnight. I, I, I didn't get back home till two o'clock in the morning from checking people's houses. I left at 11 and walking around neighborhoods, walking around our neighborhood, checking on everybody's houses and letting them know how I was doing. Got back at about two in the morning, finally went to sleep, woke up at, at the butt crack of dawn, probably up at six o'clock. And then, uh, that's when I went to your house and actually Brenna's parents' house wasn't until the next day too. Cause I couldn't get to their house either. And, um, found it, you know, in the condition they were both in, it was, it was bad. So I tarped, Ashlyn's bedroom, I, I tarped her mom and dad's house. And and look, at the best I could, I had shitty tarps. Right. I didn't go and buy stuff in anticipation yeah. of this, right? How many hurricanes have we been through? And Katrina being terrible, right? Uh, nationally, everybody knows about Katrina. And we were okay. I didn't go buy any provisions for this. Right. I didn't expect it to be what it was going to be. And um, for us, it was, you know... It was a lot worse than Katrina was. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was difficult news to deliver. Um, but, you know, I, immediately I knew right away from looking at your house that, um, you know, you're going to come back to it and you can't stay there. So um wasn't even a question, you know. The first thing was like, okay, well, I mean, looking at Brent, I'm like, okay, well, they, they come, you know, they're coming over here. And that that was just it. So at least you know where we are today. Yeah, today, no. giant sleepover for yeah. six months. Yeah, slumber party. Well, the good thing was like you had kind of temporarily put a little makeshift cover over the yeah. hole in our roof. And oh yeah, and the Harold brothers. Yeah, went over so there Greg Harold, another one of my real good friends, he had called me the next day. He was like, "Hey, look, I got my boys here. You want us to go and tarp your roof?" And I was like, "Oh, for real?" He's like, "Yeah, man, we got all the stuff. We're gonna go tarp your roof." I'm like, "Dude, yeah. that'd be amazing." So. Greg and them went over there and they like legit like 
nailed everything to the roof, covered everything, the whole roof, just yeah. trying to save everything that we could to, you know, to stop it from any further damage. So that was super nice. Yep. Greg's got like 17 swole up yeah, bodied sons exactly. and they all just jumped on the roof. Exactly. The next time I saw it, it was like, damn. Yep. But another thing I want I kind of wanted to talk about is went through this whole process while we in Texas, I wanted to really kind of give a big shout out to the Kuyong yeah. crew because interestingly enough, how it happened, I was doing videos every day, like, you know, probably about two yeah. or three videos a day, updates. just updates on what's going on, what's, what's happening. And one morning when we woke up, I did a video, I go back inside. Um, I think Nicole was cooking breakfast or something. And as soon as I walked in the door, my phone blings. And then I was like, whoa, what was that? And then it blings again. I was like, man, that sounds like a Venmo. Because, you know, it's got like a little different alert, like a little cha-ching. So I look at it. One person sent me a Venmo. One person sends me a PayPal. It's like, why are they sending me money? What the heck? What's up with that? So I sit down and with Nicole. We're drinking our coffee. And I was like, man, you know what? I wonder if they just they just sent that because they knew we were going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah. And they were just wanting to support I said, man, I got a pretty big following. I wonder if we can actually do something with this. Maybe we can, maybe I can ask for donations. We can get a little bit of money and we can take supplies back from Texas to Louisiana. So maybe we can go rent like a little U-Haul or something. She said, yeah, that's a great idea. Go ahead and do it. So sure enough, I did. And boy, did the Kuyon crew come through. Man, that was the start of something enormous, giant. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was bigger than anything that I could have imagined, to be honest, because I was talking to my buddy Kevin, who we were staying at his house, and I was like, man, how awesome would it be if we can get like $1,000 or $2,000 or something and go and buy some stuff to help our friends? Yep. Well, we passed that up in the first, man, I don't even know, an hour or two, uh, and, you know, $30,000 later, we were we wound up helping countless numbers of people in the community you know you i know you i mean i can't keep count you can't keep count how many generators and air conditions and supplies we went by people at walmart and i mean it's just yeah like you said over thirty thousand dollars later and it wasn't even just the money we had supplies uh, yeah we had a ton of people that met me at the home depot in texas to drop off supplies to put inside of our our u-haul trailer when we got back I had people constantly messaging me, hey, we're coming from uh, West Monroe. We're coming from Alabama. We're coming from Florida. Where can we meet y'all? So thank God the United Way came through and they had a thing set up at their college where they can use it as a destination drop-off distribution center. So that was a godsend because there's no way that I could have handled that much of a volume of stuff. It was way bigger than I ever thought just, it could be. Just awesome stuff, right? You know, like, so you get here and we're like, okay, my house isn't that bad. It's livable. So y'all come stay with us, but we still without power, right? And you've got people come and bring us gasoline, like a 55-gallon drum of gasoline, yep. you know? Awesome people come and drop off gas so we can run our generators. Yep. Shout out to the gypsy. Yeah, uh, so uh, we don't have to go get gas anymore. You got a seven-year-old in Mississippi selling barbecue. I know for how freaking awesome was that? Trading barbecue for supplies to bring down here, and came twice to deliver supplies. Yep. I mean, unbelievable kind of stuff like that, you know. And um, it's it's amazing how you see, you know, man. So much of what you hear in the news and social media is focused on bad, 
man, all we saw in the last eight weeks was good people, yep. positive things out of people, people who want to help, people who care, and it was unbelievable. Well, it's another one of those examples where out here in Louisiana, we have something special that a lot of people around the country just don't understand. You know, they're always wanting to know, why do you live in South Louisiana when you are in hurricane country and all these things can happen to you? Why would you stay? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that part sucks. But the reason we stay is this reason is because when so much devastation comes around over here, everybody's got your back. Everybody's helping. Everybody's lending a hand that volunteering, offering supplies in throughout the neighborhood. I mean, it's just been, it's just been a, an amazing experience yeah. through all this hell that we're having to go through. Yep. But you know, it is what it is. The good thing is this parish is going to come back and it's going to be yep. stronger than ever. And, 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 and everybody always does. Now, as far as our house is concerned, um, you know, we were pretty fortunate. We wound up getting a contractor right away. Insurance came over right away. Insurance gave us a check right away. So we're one of the better stories because I've been hearing some absolute horror stories from a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Having to fight insurance, you know, not getting an adjuster to come out. You can't find a contractor to give you an estimate. We fortunately haven't had to deal with a lot of that stuff. We've had some bumps in the road. We've had some aggravations, but I just don't want to really want to complain because we are super fortunate in this experience so far. Yeah. I mean, if you complain to the management, I ain't listening anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. You want me to call Karen? <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, like I said earlier, you know, they they come back, and my son just went away to school. So, hey, we got an empty bedroom. We got actually two empty bedrooms. And uh, I'm like, man, we got room. Y'all come over here. So, uh, so they did and have been here for... Um, I don't know, a month and a half or so. Um, and I would tell you the truth, I was excited. I'm like, ah, we don't have to go over there to hang out. You don't have to come <laughs> over. We just hang out every day, yep. which is a blessing and a curse because we're hanging out and we're just drinking beer and getting fat. But um, so, so um, y'all will be here until the house is done, which is cool because my house is livable, but we still got some work to do. Um, all of my floors need to be changed. So when your house is done, we're just going to move in with y'all yep. for a couple of weeks and let them do our floors. So, I know. We get to return the favor. Yeah, it's, it's going to be cool, and, and it's been it's been good. Good base of operations here. I'm so glad we were able to set up the uh, the podcast finally and, and do this and kind of tell our story and where, I, where we've been and what's been going on for the last two months. Um, I, I know a lot of you guys out there probably have similar situations, some better, some worse. Um, I mean, we'd like to hear what y'all got going on, too. Um, we know a lot of it's similar, but, you know, like you were saying, here in southeast Louisiana, people just came together. Um, I think we would recover or we have been recovering faster than, than most people in other places just because of the way the culture is around here. Mm -hmm. So um, we're fortunate in that respect. Uh, got a lot of people reaching out, a lot of people helping. So we're we're doing good. Yep, and I've talked to a bunch of the boys from down the bayou. Uh, I, I talked to DJ Red a little bit when all this was going on. He took some he's damage. He had some damage, yep. Um, Cajun Blood, who's been, he's been kind of, he's been one of my TikTok buddies for quite a long time. He's had a bunch of stuff out on the lawn that needed yep. to be picked up. Yeah, they had, a, they had a lot of damage. Yep. So I was able to kind of talk to him and his wife a little bit. I, I finally got to meet him through the, through all this nonsense, which was kind of a blessing. So no more just talking over TikTok. We actually got to come, he, he came to my house or what's left of my house. 
and I was able to give him a big old hug and talk to him about some things. So that was pretty cool. But I've got some, uh, I, I, I really want to have some of the parish, like I want to have Matt Jewell back on. I want to talk to Jogan Note. A lot of those guys that have been the front line in this whole process through the parish, you know, emergency operations, parish president and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I definitely want to get this podcast back up and going because this is a great outlet for me. I enjoy the podcast. I love doing it. I hope that, you know, a lot of people that are listening are enjoying it as well. So we wanted to just kind of throw out a good one now that we got all our equipment back and man, just hey, get back on the pony. Let's not forget about Port Orleans who actually helped too. Oh. So you know Eric and absolutely. I drink a lot of beer, right? And um we're trying to find some some ways to collaborate and not long after the hurricane came through, um we talked to Port Orleans who was willing to participate and help us out with some charitable um uh, contributions. And um they actually for um It was Craft, craft Brewers craft Week. Brew Week. Yep. They donated um, portion of every beer sold to the United Way of St. Charles, which is who's been helping us distribute a lot of supplies that been getting through um, from TikTok and everything, and ended up giving us a fat check of two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars uh, yep. to give to the United Way, which was which was awesome. So people coming out of the woodworks to help, yeah, you know, so it's been great. Yeah, and and it's been fun on our end too, uh, through the Kuyon crew. To, to kind of run through us to help so many people around here. You know, people are have we're telling us that, you know, we're heroes, we're the the greatest things and and it's not just us. We were just that vehicle for everybody that did so many gave us so many donations that allowed us to right. do all this stuff. You know, we've got a million stories we'd love to tell, but maybe we'll have to save that for another podcast. Yeah, you know, I mean it's a different story with every person we helped, you know, yeah. of all, all the people that we bought either ACs or generators or, or whatever, groceries or yep. whatever it was. Air mattresses. Refrigerators. 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 They all had a different story. Yep. And uh, it was that was so cool to do, you know. Yep. We even fed almost 500 people. Yep. We made fried fish and um, white, beans. white beans, jambalaya, uh, fed. We, we made, uh, I think, 450 plates, maybe 450 plus plates for in, in Booty, which is... And that area, which is where I really wanted to kind of focus, was one of the less fortunate, I guess you can call it, that area. So it, it felt it, it was good to just kind of let those people know that, that you know, people do care. We really wanted to help them. So that part was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but, man, this has just been a blessing all around. Um, you, know, you know, obviously it's been tough for me just dealing with everything, having that extra responsibility on my shoulders um, you know, but I, I, I'm not complaining, but I'm just kind of being transparent. Like, you know, I thought this was going to be a $1,000, $2,000 type of deal. And then uh, it, it was, you know, between dealing with my house, dealing with my family and trying to help everybody else has been, whew, it, it wound up just being too much. So what we wound up having to do, because originally I was doing a lot of the, okay, you need a, an air conditioner, I'll go pick it up for you, I'll bring it to you. Oh, you need a generator, I'll go pick it up, I'll bring it to you. Then it became, okay, you go and buy it, and then you send me the receipt, and I'll pay you back for it. And that was much easier. So that way I just became like a, um, I don't even know what you would call it, like almost like a silent partner where I'm Santa just kind of, yeah, I know, Cajun Hurricane Santa Claus, if that's what you want to call it. But it actually worked out pretty good. And the greatest part about it was there was a little bit of a vetting that took place to where sure. 
you know, unfortunately, when you're trying to do good and you're you have and money is involved, then the bad people come out of the woodwork. And I've had my fair share of people messaging me and it was kind of just had a a bad vibe. Things just didn't seem right. So we we didn't really kind of move forward with some of that stuff. But the other good side was there was a lot of people that I knew through people, through people, a friend of a friend. Hey, I know this guy. And that worked out perfect because I felt a lot more that people weren't trying to take advantage of us. So that part worked out well. And then you feel a lot more comfortable that your money is actually, you know, being used for legitimate good stuff for people. And there were a lot of people in the parish, too, that were trying to do things, feeding the linemen, helping the teachers, uh, that were doing all these other promotional type of deals themselves. People all over were doing it. It wasn't just us. Right. So what what I wound up doing was I knew those people, and I was hearing those stories of them doing that. So I was actually helping them. I was like, all right, look, I gave, you know, this guy 500 bucks, this guy 300 bucks, this lady $500 for a class. So that was so much easier for me to do than to actually physically go out because I didn't have the time or the or the emotional power to go out and try to run a lot of that stuff down. So um, but I'm just super blessed. I'm super thankful to be a part of it. I can't express enough how thankful I am to the Kuyon crew for doing the things that they did and for allowing me and Corey and Nicole and Lonnie and everybody to do all this stuff. And uh, young Zachariah, he was a huge help, yep. him and Rosie, through this thing because he he donated thousands of his own money to help us with what we were doing. And that that was just amazing. So, You know, when you can find a good in a situation like this, say that we're blessed. All right, pause. Look at that deer running back there. Hey, look at deer, Hey, look at that deer. How cool is that? Huh. No kidding. There's yeah. a deer running through Corey's backyard. We don't see that too often, but uh. But yeah, anyways. when you can when you can find a good and say that you know this is a blessing in disguise. I mean, it really was. It's cool. So again, thanks to everybody for doing everything that they did. Uh, we hope to have more podcasts coming with some more guests to talk about the experience through all this stuff. Because the build back portion of this is going to be going on for a long time. This is not going to be a quick fix. So. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. And uh, we hope to talk to y'all again soon. That's right. So, say hello to your mom and then. Yeah, until next time, say hi to your mom and then family.